Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Farewell Evangelion, the podcast where we go through the Neon Genesis series bit by bit. My name is Keith, going through for his last time, and as always, I'm joined by Peter. Howdy, y'all! Who's going through for his first? So today we did Volume 3 of the Shinji Akari Raising Project. This originally released on June 19th, 2007, so almost a full year after Volume uh, uh, 2. Uh, this one, now it's important for a father to participate when it's time for the parent-teacher conference, but you're still going to feel a little nervous as the student. Or if your father's name is Gendo Akari, a lot nervous. While Shinji's girl troubles continue to be public spectacle, Kaoru and Ritsuko are going behind his back straight to Sile. Yeah, this one, this one had some stuff. So, first off, right off the bat, while I say it had some stuff, there are two things it very distinctly lacked. It distinctly lacked fucking angels. Well, violent angels, not fucking angels. <laughs> but cowers uh, in there. And, it, it, yeah, it did have fucking angels. Uh, and it also had a distinct fucking lack of culture festivals. So I guess <laughs> Neon Genesis Shinji Carry Raising Project is just out to make me look like a fucking liar at this point. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, so what we did have was uh, Girl Trouble while Asuka... Boy Trouble. Boy Trouble. It would be Boy Trouble because it's from Asuka's perspective. Yeah. Uh, boy Trouble, where Asuka's confused as to why Shinji and, As- or Shinji and Rei got so close while away on their day off on the trip. The one day specifically. Their one day they spent together. And, like, she's constantly like, I don't understand. When did they get so close? Was it that one day specifically they spent together while I kept trying to figure out why they were alone? I kept yeah. asking Toji if he saw me. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never met Shinji Akari. Who is this Shinji? Do you mean the prof? Never seen the prof before either. Which that, that honestly might be his way of getting around, admitting that he saw something. Yeah. Because um, he exclusively refers to Shinji for this whole volume, starting this volume as the prof. <laughs> yeah. I like. I feel like he mentioned him, as, uh, called him the prof once in the last volume. But it was like a throwaway comment, and then he does not call him Shinji once this volume. It's always Da Prof. Yeah. To the point where... Uh, As in Da Prophet. Yeah. Um, so... Asuka's but he spelled it wrong, because it's an F. <laughs> yeah. Da uh, Prophet, because he wants to make the money money. Um, <laughs> that seems like something Toji would say. <laughs> this, Shin- this Toji, yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. This Toji specifically. Um... So, uh, that's the first chapter, is a lot of Asuka wondering when Shinji and, uh, Rei got so close, and then Shinji and Rei going off to the lab together to do fun things, and Asuka being left all home alone and remembering when she was a small child and left home alone, and then Shinji showed up and made her favorite food, and everything was right. Yeah. And she gets angry, runs out of the house, starts yelling at Shinji, and then yeah, Shinji just, appears. Like, runs out into the street, just yells out, idiot Shinji for all to hear. Uh, only for Shinji to show up and be like, <laughs> You rang? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing out here? Uh, and then he offers to make her her favorite food and explains the only reason he's late is because he had to go to the store to buy the ingredients to make her favorite food. So all's right with the world. Probably, for sure, definitely. For yeah, definitely. Nothing nothing bad is going to happen. Nothing's going to happen in the near future. Uh, next chapter, Ray asks Shinji to a study date. Yeah, uh, this is one of my favorite chapters in this volume. <laughs> yeah, uh, because it's Ray asks Shinji to a study date. Uh... <laughs> Karu is the best part of this fucking... Yeah, Karu Karu's... and Toji shine in this chapter alone. Karu's fantastic. Toji is amazing. So, Karu uh, shows up and asks... As soon as, like, before Ray even finishes asking, can we study together? Karu, like, buffs in and he's like, Hey, Shinji, I'm having trouble with my grades. Can you help me uh, study? And 
fucking Ray cuts him off. He's like, he's like, no, you've got excellent grades. You don't need Shinji's help. And Kara's like, ah, but I'm a mysterious transfer student. Maybe I do need help. <laughs> but the fact that he's just acknowledging that, it's like, this is the trope I'm filling. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, which just furthers our theory uh, and idea that Kaoru is, like, the all-seeing god that manipulates things. And in this world, he's like, I'm mysterious transfer student this time! Yeah. Ooh, mysterious! Uh, so that's what happens there, and then they end up going on their study date, the three of them, except for some reason Asuka's also sitting at the table, yeah. which Kaoru keeps calling attention to, but Asuka's... <laughs> for like, being loud? Yeah. Uh, so we get a couple moments in this episode, or this volume this chapter specifically that I thought were perfect. So, there's uh, Rei asking Shinji to help her study a little bit, and then Asuka cutting her off and be like, Shinji, help me study a little bit, and then Kaoru cutting both of them off and like, Shinji, let's bone up together, one-on-one! On one. <laughs> you I, and me, dinner, tonight, no one else! And I saw that and I was like, bone up, like I understand it's a term that's used, but it's slightly questionable to use in this context, but whatever, I'll let it slide. <laughs> and then not like five minutes later, Shinji's or Kaoru's asking Shinji about math. It's like, ah, so you put the thing inside the other thing, and there's this mysterious potion, and then everything gets rated X. And she's just like, nope, that's a variable that you're thinking of. So Kaoru's trying. Kaoru, you're changing the topic. Kaoru's trying the very subtle method of just trying to make everything sound like sex until eventually they end up having sex. Um. It's a well-known thing that everyone's turned on is math. Of course. I know that from personal experience as a math person. Um, so, the other students, uh, Toji and... Uh, Toji, Kensuke, and Hikari show up. Hikari, thank you. All show up. Uh, Toji just straight up like, Yo, prof, give me your notebooks so I can copy them. <laughs> and Hikari's very clearly, Don't do that. That's a, We've been spoiling him for way too fucking long. Just <laughs> Toji, what do you need us. help with? Math. Science. English, social Modern studies, literature, <laughs> history, everything. <laughs> um, oh no, he doesn't say modern literature. He lists every, uh, a whole bunch of courses, and then Shinji's just like, "Oh, so literally every course except for modern literature." <laughs> well, at the beginning too, it's pretty good because we're like, like, "Oh, like make sure to figure out what your hardest class is because." Midterms are coming up, and Toji's like, hmm, as a man of culture myself, I don't know which class is my hardest. Yeah. So I was like, that's nothing to be proud of. Yeah, Ken's goes just straight up that. You shouldn't be proud of that fact. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, Ray is obviously upset about this whole situation, because she just wanted a one-on-one study date with her beau. Um, he doesn't realize he's her beau yet. Yeah. And so she runs off to be alone. I think you mean her cousin. Her cousin, yeah. Uh, who is relatively aware of the fact that he is her cousin. Uh, I, it's not relatively. Yeah. She literally refers to Gendo and Yui as uncle and aunt. Yeah. Well, it's relatively in the sense that they're relatives. Oh, you okay. see? So she runs This is a relatively relationship. Yeah, of course. They're relatively dating, and then they're relatives <laughs> who are dating. Oh, uh, that sounds so much worse when you say that. <laughs> anyway, she runs off to find a book because she's upset and wants to be alone. Uh, Shinji notices she's upset and walks up. He's like, hey, are you upset? And she's like, no, I'm not upset. And then Shinji's like... Are you sure? Because you kind of seem like you're upset. And also, like, we had originally planned on having a one-on-one study date, and, like, everyone else just kind of showed up. Are you sure you're not upset? And she's like, yeah, I'm not upset. Now, fuck off. I'm going to go grab this book off a high shelf. And then anime hijinks happen, and she falls in such a way that it looks like she's straddling him for sexy times. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, the moment that happens, Kensuke and Toji walk up. And Again, like, that math just gets you hot commodity. Yeah, uh, and they're 
fucking pissed at Shinji. Not that they think he's putting the moves on her and that's what's happening. It's just that he is in a sexually explicit position with her. That makes them pissed. <laughs> well, the thing I love is that Toji, as we have at this point have fully established, is a complete idiot. So eloquently, like, explains his emotions. <laughs> and then Toji's like, simply, he just wants to murder you. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, everyone else calls him like, oh, is something going on weird with Shinji? And Toji's immediately like, no, of course fucking not. If something weird was going on, you know for a fact I specifically would call that shit out and get everyone to come I would definitely out. say Shinji was doing this, but the prof, nothing happened. Yeah. Prof, nothing happened there. And then, like, as he's calling that out, he looks back towards Shinji and he's like, yo, Shinji, you fucking owe me one. Hand over your notebooks right fucking now. And the little bit at the end, too, it's like, they've been doing this for years and people can still tell who's who. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Kenny's like, Shinji told yeah, they and then it cuts to the last two, uh, the last page, and it's uh, Misato telling both of them that they failed. Yeah. Uh, so next chapter is the one we heard about in the description of this volume, which is fantastic. Yeah. Which was, uh, it starts off with a couple students talking about uh, their parent-teacher conferences and how that's been going poorly so far, because uh, Toji explains uh, it went very poorly when his teacher showed up. Kensuke is saying, oh, don't worry, my parents aren't here till tomorrow. I get at least one more meal of happiness before everything goes down. <laughs> and then while this conversation's happening, like, fucking middle of the day, fucking Gendo just kicks down the door, starts strolling in, and approaches a group of small girls being like, I don't know where my son's classroom is. Uh, in his head, he's saying, yeah. I don't know where my son's classroom <laughs> is. Excuse me, young ladies, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, and so obviously they run away screaming and crying. Uh, and As so- most people do with Gendo. Honestly, I don't blame them. Based on the way... <laughs> they're aware of anime Gendo. They're not aware of Shinji Akari Raising Project Gendo. I think they might be more aware of Shinji Akari <laughs> Raising Project Gendo, because the one thing we know about Shinji Akari Raising Project Gendo is he has a reputation for being a complete nutter creep, given that when Shinji saw the plug suits, the first thought he had was, this was your fucking doing, old man. I don't know why you're doing this, but this was your doing. You did this. Yeah. Um, so, that all happens. Uh, fucking Misato very politely explains to Gendo, yeah, the parent-teacher conferences aren't until after school, you're here at noon. There's like a cafe across the street if you want to hang out there for a couple hours. But Gendo's having none of that <laughs> I need to see what my son's doing. And it's just Gendo sitting at the back class every time a question's asked, like, boring holes into the back of Shinji's head being like, raise a fucking hand, raise a fucking hand, raise a fucking hand. I have raised no idiot. <laughs> yeah, I have raised no dumb idiot. And so when Shinji does raise his hand and gets asked a question that he does not know the answer to, Gendo steals another kid's textbook, flips through to the right page, and, like, tells Shinji the answer. <laughs> the right page? We're getting there. <laughs> he turns to a page and tells Shinji the answer. Uh, tells Shinji an answer. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, which Misato explains, he cannot be doing that. This is a class. He cannot disrupt the class. Also, by the way, he gave 100% the wrong answer there. And then immediately everyone loves Gendo. Yeah, everyone's like, man, Gendo's great. Is he like a stand-up comedian? Can he be in class every day? I want him to be my dad. Uh, <laughs> the thing I gotta say is, like, this chapter is 100% the one that's mentioned for me that this is the best Gendo. Yeah. Because him being there just, like, passionately involved in his son's life. Like, you get the feeling, because he even comments at the beginning of the chapter about how, uh going to parent-teacher conferences is Yui's responsibility. She has 100% always been the one to do this. Yeah. 
but as a man, he needs to be involved in his son's education. Yeah, and, and we kind of get a glimpse of why he believes this now, which is his uh, visions of the future of Shinji going down the path of science, where it's like, <laughs> I've charged the gizmo! The doodad is working correctly! The best part is, the fantasy starts, it's like, can you imagine, Shinji, uh, do you want to be a science researcher at the lab with your father and mother? And then it cuts to black and shows that line of Shinji saying, I charged the gizmo, the doodad's ready. And at first, for a second, I was thinking, is this Shinji's perspective? Like his <laughs> Man, fantasy? he's not going to be good at science if he, this is what he thinks. He's not going to be good at science if he's thinking of gizmos, doodads. But then, no, that's 100% Gendo, who already works in that lab, not being able to think of a single scientific instrument Shinji could be interacting with in the lab. <laughs> The family science trio again. Yeah, we're going to use our family powers to solve this science. Yep. Uh, so Yui ends up showing up and setting Gendo straight. Explaining that. <laughs> yeah, he's going to sit there inside the room playing with the ground. Yeah. Explaining that it's not just a parent-parent conference. It's a parent-teacher-student conference. He has to listen to what Shinji and Misato are saying. Uh, and the long and the short of it is that this is a time when Shinji realizes he has to start thinking about his future. He wants to do it. Because Yui's definitely taking the, you figure out what you want to do approach. You have time, it's junior high. Yeah. That being said, if you did want to come work at the lab with old mom and pops, <laughs> and do the gizmos and doodads, I'd be alright with that. And then we get, like, the brief after chapter, because when Shinji leaves, find that Ray was waiting for him the whole time, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and they have, like, a little moment before they head off. And then we cut to Yui and Gendo, and Yui's like, we're gonna need to have a parent-parent conference. Yeah, we're gonna this. have a parent-parent conference, buddy. Talk about what we're doing as parents. And uh, Gendo's being like, I said I was sorry. <laughs> uh, what was the next one after that? Because I remember... I just don't remember which chapter comes after that. Uh, so this one is when Shinji ends up getting sick. Right, so... Well, to be fair, it doesn't start with Shinji getting sick. It starts with Shinji already being a little sick, and because then he trips, falls, and gets a huge glimpse of Asuka's panties, which is classic anime. Yep. Um, and so Asuka beats the shit out of him, as she will. Yep. And then Misato sends him to the infirmary. Oh, not Misato. Misato, sorry. Misato doesn't send him to the infirmary. Hikari sends him to the infirmary. Like, oh, wait, oh. no, no, I'm mistaken. It's not this one. Before, it's the one where Yui and Gendo called Misato to make Shinji more certain. Right. So, Yui and, Misa, uh, Yui and Gendo call Misato, tell her that Shinji needs to be more certain. It's unclear why this is Misato's task, but she's following <laughs> through on it anyways. Because they need lateral thinking! And her solution for how we're going to make Shinji more assertive, it's a very simple and elegant solution, if I may say so myself, which is pranking him with classic anime tropes. I.e. <laughs> putting a banana peel on the ground so that he trips and falls and, like, grabs onto Ray's crotch while he's falling. Or... Swapping the sign on the shower right after Asuka saying she's going to take a shower, so Shinji walks in on Asuka getting ready for a shower. Yeah, and then uh, obviously uh, Misato's three henchmen are the three new tech characters that we got in this one. Yeah, uh, and the thing I love about this is the one running the computer system just wants none of this and keeps just shit talking Misato the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe following the rules of a high school junior high teacher to turn off the elevator wasn't the best thing. So yeah, so that's the climax. Is Misato tells them to turn off an elevator. So they're all trapped in there together, so Shinji has to be calm and assertive in crisis. And the best part about that is she lays out, I'm putting them in this situation, so Shinji has to be emotionally affirmative and assertive in this crisis. And then it cuts to the elevator, and it's like, Jesus, Shinji, why won't you be more emotionally affirmative and assertive in this crisis? <laughs> Ma'am, they've turned to violence. 
Uh, Which, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure at this point it's safe to say being stuck in an elevator is an Evangelion trope. 100%. Uh, So, long story short, the elevator's broken and they can't manage to get it working again. So shit, is in real trouble this time. Yes. uh, Kind of. I don't know why I said kids. (laughs) Because the implication at the end is they were fully aware from the beginning and were putting on a show so that they could entrap Misato. Yeah, so Misato... Starts going up the elevator. She's like, "Oh God, I shouldn't have done this. This is a terrible plan." And immediately the doors open and all the kids walk out. And they're like, "We knew it was a terrible plan right from the beginning." <laughs> One time it's a, uh, it's you know bad luck. Two times it's a coincidence. Three times, times it's Isato. <laughs> uh, so yes, the next chapter is when Shinji's sick and accidentally gets a glimpse of Bosco's panties, and Akari sends him off. Yeah. No, Akari sends him to the infirmary. No, Ritsuko does. Uh, uh, Akari sends him to the infirmary, and then while he's in the infirmary. Ritsuko finds out he has a fever. And this has one of my favorite lines from the series so far, which is Misato comes in and like, Oh, Shinji, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were sick. I wonder if this is because I got a little drunk last night and poured some beer on your head. How much was it? About two liters. <laughs> so, kind of sounds like <laughs> Misato got drunk and waterboarded Shinji <laughs> with beer. Which... Was this, like, multiple, like, <laughs> containers? Or does we sought to have, like, a 20-liter jug of beer at home? Uh, the word you're looking for is keg. She had a keg and she was just pumping it all over Shinji's head. <laughs> Shinji, you need a keg stand. I'm a miner. If you don't keg stand, I'm gonna bring the keg stand to you. Either you do a keg stand or the keg will do a Shinji stand. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that... And there was only two liters left. Yeah. Uh, so, Shinji was sick, obviously. Um get sent home, uh, and I mean, Misato is still determined to make Shinji more emotionally affirmative and assertive, and her plan this time is to just give Rei a key to his house, and be like, go take care of him while he's sick. <laughs> I'm not gonna be home for a long time! Also, the implication is this is still the middle of the day, and so, I guess Misato just gave Rei the rest of the day off in school to go take care of Shinji. Yeah. And not Asuka, because I can't trust Asuka. Can't trust Asuka. So Ray ends up going home and uh, making him some soup, which is terrible. And then uh, she ends up asking if he can teach her to cook, which, point of order, in the first chapter of this one, where Oscar was all sad and alone, should you offer to teach her to cook? And she's like, how about you just cook? And I watch, and that's how I'll learn. Uh, and then this one, Ray's explicitly like, hey, teach me to cook. And she's like, yeah, when I'm not sick, bitch, sure. <laughs> what well, uh, part of I got sent home do you not understand? <laughs> so, Why will no one leave me alone? So Shinji ends up, uh, <laughs> being sick, and then saying, uh, like, lying down to take a nap, Asuka, or not Asuka, Ray starts getting ready to leave, and then she's like, I have to go to the bathroom, and Ray starts to help him, and then more anime hijinks, he trips and falls until he's, like, over her with his face a couple inches away, and then a book falls off of a bookshelf, hits him in the back of the head, knocking him into kissing her. Deus Ex Bukina. Deus Ex Bukina. Uh, uh, so Shinji ends up kissing Ray, and then... Immediately after kissing Ray, everyone busts down the door and they're like, Ah! Heard the infirmary's open for visitors! We're here to check on you! And then Asuka pipes up with, Why did I have to carry all your shit home? To which Hikari points out, One, he carried all your shit when you guys were in Okinawa. Two, you didn't even carry his shit home! I did! <laughs> so, uh, everyone's like, Oh no, did you guys kiss? Because Shinji's got a real bad fever and his face is real red. And he's hiding under the covers. And Ray's got a real red face and is nervous, so they're like, you should leave. 
because he clearly molested people while they're sick. And uh, Toji actively calls the cooties. Yep. And then, uh, we got one more chapter left in this, this song, bitch. Well, two, a two-parter. Yeah. Um, two chapters, but, like, one story. Yeah. And so that's the story of uh, Ray avoiding Shinji all day the next day because if they kiss, she can't look in the face anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they all end up going to the lab because they've got some more tests to run. Suits and Oscar now has plugs in. She's like, yeah. "Fuck you, Shinji! Look what I got! <laughs> check this out!" And then Shinji starts checking her out. And she's like, "No, don't check me out! Check this out!" <laughs> it's very explicit with the words I use, Shinji. You're being very explicit with your eyes. Um, so Oscar's super excited to only to realize that the suit means nothing. I moved on to the next level, shithead. No, she hasn't. She's still on the same level. They just wanted to make sure the suit fits. Yeah. Um, Although it, it makes sense that they're doing this because. I guess they kind of have to explain in the universe why Ray is the first child, Asuka's the second child, and Shinji's the third child. It's just pseudo-earth. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that all happens. Shinji's, like, tasked with painting stuff as a way of becoming more emotional. Emotionally in tune with his emotions is essentially how they call it. Yeah. So Shinji's doing some painting, and oh no, the power goes out. Again. And then it, like, <laughs> comes back pretty soon after, but because the power went out while Ray's door to her changing room was closed, it's still locked and unable to be opened. That and real quick aside before we get into the best part of this chapter is, they got like uh, honestly at this point, the security system of like the power is like, I think it's just a light switch that says do not touch. Yeah, and it's actually outside of the base. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> With no security guards. <laughs> oh no, no, it's got Kensuke's dad looking at the switch, but not enough at it that you can see if someone moves it. Yeah. He's actually looking at it too close that he can actually see, like, the frame around the switch, but not the switch itself. He's standing face-to-face with the wall. Face-to-wall with the wall. Yeah. Uh, we also get inklings at the beginning that, uh, well, not inklings, uh, we get explicit that Sile wants to meet Ray. Yeah. Because it's like, Kaura, how's the thing going? Oh, it's going fine. Their planet is entirely built around Ray. Now, why aren't you doing your job? I am. I'm only interested in Shinji. Good job, I guess. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Sure. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, let's go back to the power outage, and we can be sure when there's a power outage with a scientific solution, one man is there to do the job. Yeah, so everyone's talking about how, alright, let's get the ceramic chainsaw, we'll cut down the door. Man, that'll take a a couple days just to get a hole big enough for Ray to climb through. Those doors are heavily reinforced. Alright, start working on resetting the power, start from step 139. You can pretty much already hear the theme music playing in the background, like a soft getting louder. Yeah. Uh, so Gendo runs up and he's like, what's going on here? And they're like, the door is closed and because of power and blah, 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 blah. And Gendo's like, alright, then there's only one way to do this. Brute force! Yeah, he does like the, like this huge dramatic like pose of like grabbing his arm. And the best part is one of the technicians like, that won't work, sir. And he's like, oh, have you tried it? No. What they say is, that's impossible, sir. <laughs> yeah. And Gendo's like, it's not impossible. Have any of you tried it? And they're like, no, we haven't tried it because it's impossible. It's like... Until we try, so long as we believe. It's only improbable. It's not impossible. The thing about this, too, is it's really setting, like, an expectation of how the Nerve HQ works. Because we see glimpses of the other male Nerve staff looking at this. They're like, and then, like, they, like they've like got the shock look. And then you can see as he's doing his speech, they're like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. So Gendo ends up starting off on his own. Immediately, Shinji's like, yeah, this is a man's duty, and runs over to help. Uh, to be fair, he doesn't actually say those words. He just kind of... Has the pose of that's clearly what he's thinking. Yeah. And then we cut to the three other men, 
And they actually say those words of this is a man's responsibility yeah. and run over and start. Because as we've established aggressively at this point, Gendo won't ask any uh, any staff to do something he wouldn't do. So. Yeah. He leads by example. A hundred percent. In this universe, he doesn't even ask staff to do anything. He just does stuff in such a masculine way that all the male staff are like, yeah, let's do that too. Yeah. And then you even point out, it's like, this usually happens, but it tends to work out. Yeah, you, it's like, it's dumb and this is what happens every time something dumb happens. But honestly, for whatever reason, Gendo's plans usually work out. Also, I do want to point out, we have not seen Fuse since he died on that bike. <laughs> no, we have not. So, uh, they end up opening the door, and this is where the chapter answers. Shinji runs to the door and goes, Ayanomi! And then sees the room's empty. Ayanomi. 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 Uh, so, next chapter we find out, Oh yeah, don't worry. We knew Celia was looking for Ray for like a long time. <laughs> we just wanted to see if we could actually open that door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't worry though. We have a top agent on this. Kaji, a top agent. It's Misato. <laughs> the junior high's teacher. Yeah, so we end up... <laughs> uh, so we end up having most of this chapter being dedicated to a conversation between Ayanami there's some other stuff down with Misato tracking down. Yeah, she overhears Ritsuko and uh, Kagu talking about something. She can't hear all the details, but we do as the reader. Yeah. So we end up finding out, like, just generally what's going on with their whole thing. Yeah. And, Ayanami, uh, or not Ritsuko Ayanami. is Ritsuko. not necessarily fully working for Sile, but her job seems to be mainly to observe Kagu. Yeah. And she explains that uh, Kagu needs to get more in line, and Kagu explains that... I need to get more in Shinji! Yeah, and it puts I, hand up for a high five, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I already did my job, so I'm going to do whatever I want. And what I want is Shinji, high five! And Ritsuko doesn't do it, and then I assume in a panel that's not shown, he high fives himself and then walks away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do see him walking away. He just turns into invisibility, and is like, who was I talking to? Yeah. Um, new timeline, new timeline. Meanwhile, uh, Ray is talking to Sile, and Sile explains, Hey, by the way, your boss, uh, Ikari... He's doing shit, and that's not okay. And Ray's like, what are you talking about? Oh, by the way, Akari told me to tell you something, and that's the first step of the plan has been completed, and we're now moving on to the second step, and that's all he has to say. We're like, oh, is that exactly what he said? She's like, yeah, that's exactly what he said. And they're like, okay, well, that means he's working against us, and this isn't going to go well for him. He's like, ah, oh, he also had this to say. Just say everything he fucking had to say, Ray, Jesus. Knowing how Gendo works, he probably said, okay, say only this, and then when they inevitably counter with this, then say, oh, also this. Also, when you're saying only this, make a point of saying, this is all he said. <laughs> this is a game of elaborate chess, and you need to do it in the exact order I'd say. Uh, so anyways, they reveal that they're going to let Ray go now, but they'll be seeing her soon. And Ray's like, can we not? And they're like, oh, don't worry, in the future you'll want to see us, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Maybe so we'll kill Kaji again, who knows? Who knows? So, uh, Misato ends up opening up the door and taking Ray to leave, and then right as she's taking Ray to leave, Shinji and uh, Asuka show up because they want to talk to Ray. Well, this is also after Misato kind of gives Ray some confidence in her relationship stuff. Yeah, tells her to be more assertive with her emotions. Like I'm trying to make Shinji! Yeah. I mean, you didn't hear that. <laughs> like I'm pranking Shinji! Exactly. Yeah, I'm just pranking Shinji. I yeah. find it funny when I prank him. Uh, <laughs> want to read his novel? I'm gonna make him read it to class tomorrow, regardless whether he does his homework. <laughs> we should go back. We kind of remember that uh, 
Gendo is now also aware of Shinji's novel due to the parent-teacher-student conference. Yeah. Misato fully, like, throws Shinji under the bus during that, too. She's like, yeah, Shinji, you don't just want to write a novel. You know that's not a great way to write a book. A uh, great way to make money. Gendo's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, you didn't know? Shinji's writing a novel! That's impossible! Shinji's a scientist! <laughs> He's a nerd! But not, like, a fun scientist research nerd. He's one of those writing nerds. <laughs> that nerd Shinji. Uh, which Gendo is fully on board with. Uh, to clarify, not him right. Calling Shinji in there. He's yeah. with that. Um, so yeah. Uh, Shinji tries to talk to Rei about what's going on. Rei realizes that even though she's been told to be more assertive, she's not assertive yet. So she's just gonna run away and go get changed. And she's just like, let me walk you. And she's like, no. And he's like, let's compromise. Let me walk you halfway. <laughs> and Rei's like, have you heard of the concept of consent or just emphatic no, Shinji? Leave me the fuck alone. And then she's like, wait, I don't have to tell him all right now. And then she kisses him. He's like, oh, you tripped. And she's like, huh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, of course you tripped. She would never just kiss me. And then Oscar's around the corner like, yeah, she fuck. <laughs> My alliance against Kaoru is faltering. Yes. It is now I will make an alliance with Kaoru against Rei. And we'll both just kill Rei and then I'll still try and keep Shinji from going down the gay path. Maybe Toji will help me. No, Toji's definitely going to put him on the gay path. <laughs> Keeps calling a prop or some shit. I, I'm pretty sure if Toji believed that if he could turn Shinji gay and then seduce Shinji into giving him his notes, uh, Toji would be fully on board with the <laughs> idea of turning Shinji gay. So anyways, that's what's going on in the world. Yep. Fun times forever. Yep. Except for Shinji. Kind of. It's almost like this... The concept of the story is the exact opposite of Neon Genesis, where no one wants to be near Shinji. But in this one, everyone's constantly being near Shinji, and Shinji's like, please stop. Please just let me be alone. Hedgehog's dilemma. Hedgehog's dilemma. <laughs> I'm in my cool pattern. Every time you get close to me, I hurt myself. <laughs> you don't get hurt, but I get I, hurt. I keep falling. Books are hitting me. I don't know what's going on. Literally every time I interact with one of you for more than 30 seconds... I trip and fall. It <laughs> someone hurts me. Usually Asuka. Yeah, so... Kara keeps telling me to bone up. Kara keeps telling me to take his bone. Kara has been very explicit about how he wants to fuck me. He's explicit but won't admit to anything. I don't know if he's pranking me. Is this just one of those pranks that I keep hearing about on YouTube? <laughs> and then when I finally accept it, like, ha you're gay! He was like, no! Cause like no homo, but we should fuck, and it'll be a little homo, but no homo. So yeah, good times. Yeah, really good volume. I I'm starting to really enjoy the shit. Uh, but yeah, still the only angel we really got is Kauru, but we kind of get some idea of uh, human instrumentality esque project seems to be underway. And on top of that, Sile is the one responsible for the artificial evolution uh, laboratories doing the thing. Yeah. I would like to clarify that I'm not convinced that Kaoru is an angel. Based on his behavior these past couple chapters, I've never seen angels be this obsessed with fucking a teenage boy before, <laughs> so... Have you not watched any other version of Kaoru? No, so I'm starting to think Kaoru's not an angel. He's actually more so one of those, like... Greek gods? That's more in line with my interpretation of Kaoru. He's Zeus? He's Zeus. Kaoru is just Zeus. That's fair. Oh, oh, there was actually one other scene that I did want to talk about, which is the meeting with 
Yui, uh, Ikari, and Kaji at the end. Right. Where yeah. Kaji just starts smoking in the school. And Gendo lectures about secondhand smoke. Yeah, he's like, are you doing this in school? He's like, yeah, all the time. He's like, do you understand secondhand smoke, the concept? What if my dear boy Shinji gets lung cancer? Are you going to take responsibility? Kaoru explains that no, he's very careful about the kids. He would never do that. Yeah, Kaji. Yeah, Kaji. Kaoru's not careful around children. Kaoru's very dangerous around children. Yeah, uh, volume uh, three, great volume, really does a better job of setting the tone, and the plot starts to show itself. Yeah. Stuff's going on with sea life. Yep. But what stuff? Are they really the big villainous sea life from the original anime run? I have to assume they're like a half dozen teenage girls who also just want to sleep in the ship. <laughs> I don't know why I specified girls. A half dozen teenagers of either gender, or any other non-binary, or anything else. They're just teenagers who want to fuck shit. Could even be a big Wizard of Oz joke. Yeah. Could, be. Could just be one teenager who wants to fuck shit. It's just Yui. I hope not, because I've been talking a lot about wanting to fuck shit. <laughs> it's just Karu. It's Karu <laughs> talking to himself a lot. I sit in a room and talk to all these pillars because I've been through some shit. Yeah. And he's talking to himself because he's a... He's aware of the concept of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, so he assumes this one might also get serialized in some way. And so he's talking to himself with pillars for anyone who ends up watching, i.e. himself in the <laughs> I gotta make the narrative just work. Yeah, it's gotta just make a little bit of sense. Yeah. So, what do you think of Volume 3? Uh, volume 3 definitely turns up the standard, like, rom-com manga aspect. Uh, it leans heavily into it to the point where it acknowledges the tropes of it because Misato in the elevator part is even like oh this is just like uh, you know one of the manga series and then everyone's like you did steal this from a manga series can't believe it fucking works <laughs> yeah no I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I'm becoming more and more on board with the Shinji Kyber's which was actually name dropped in this volume where they talked about how Shinji needs to become more emotionally affirmative and assertive they refer to that as the Shinji raising problem. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna see if he becomes more emotionally affirmative and assertive. Yep. Hopefully. Most likely. Sounds like the world's kind of requires it. I mean, Shinji usually has a big change by the end of the series. That's kind of always how it works. Yeah. By the end of the series, Shinji's just gonna be the one pranking other people. <laughs> oh no, he's too assertive! He's become too emotionally assertive. <laughs> he walks and kicks Gendo out of the chair and says, I'm the director now. Go charge up those gizmos and doodads for me, daddy-o. <laughs> Tears of joy from Gendo. Yeah. But yeah, still no angel attacks. Still. Has there not been one at all in this series? Yep. Yeah, I guess uh, unless you count like... what happened in the library with Coward. I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> There's been one very explicit angel attack. That's him telling him to bone up. Yeah. It's him telling things are, him things are about to be right next. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Yep. Uh, so we'll end up this episode here then. So, uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can message us at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. 
This podcast also goes up every Wednesday. You can find it on YouTube and all podcasting platforms. And we also have the Instagram page where we update the series facts as we go through it, as well as polls on the weekend. And we tend to be pretty quick about answering questions there as well. Of course, like, favorite, subscribe, review, share with a friend. Word of mouth definitely helps with passing this podcast around. Feel free to share with your enemies, too. That's true. Bridge the gap. Make amends. If you don't like our podcast, give it to your enemies because, I mean, what great revenge you can get that way. Yeah. Also, stabbing works well for getting revenge. I do not condone stabbing. I'm thinking about this now. I don't want anyone to ever suggest that I encourage them to stab someone. So don't stab your enemies. Just give them this podcast. For legal reasons, we do not endorse stabbing on this podcast. We do endorse this podcast. That's true. I think stabbing endorses this podcast, too, if I'm not mistaken. It's possible. I haven't checked it with stabbing. Yeah. So, with that, Peter, what can we expect on Volume 4 of the Shinji Akari Raising Project? I'm tempted to triple down, but I'm going <laughs> to hold off for a volume. And I'm going to say that this next chapter is going to involve a lot more of Shinji getting seduced by Kaoru, as well as Shinji perhaps actually getting a plug suit of his own. That's it? Uh, probably some fan service. Plenty of fan service.